What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Super Shorts Podcast, where we tell superhero short stories. The best of them. The best of them. And that on a flyer or something. And what about the reveal last week that Ace Blade and Lumberjacks have been friends all along? Well, I mean, in all, in all fairness. Who knew? In all fairness, I don't know that we could say last week because it's been a while. It, it, uh, that's true. It has been it has been a while. Uh, we 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 apologize. We apologize for the for the break, but there's a lot of stuff that we were doing that's coming out, so it'll be worth it. But we did leave you on quite a cliffhanger with yes. that last episode, so and Danny it came all the way out the bag, <laughs> all the way. We like, left you out on a cliffhanger. Uh, Terrell Durham, Lumberjacks' uh, close friend, is actually Ace Blade, and they've been fighting side by side this whole time. Well, I mean. And against each other at, at some times, too. Jax was going to murder him, so he had to pull out something. Jax was going to try to murder him no, at one point, was, but Ace Blade was wasn't, he wasn't going to let it happen. He was definitely, definitely going to murder him. He knew that that was his friend, and everything that he's been doing, he's just been trying to protect his friend. That's all. But I think we all heard Ace Blade was scared. He, he knew what happened. He, he wasn't scared. He, he, he knew just, what happened. He, he just was. See, he was I, this, is, this is why. He Rivalries get started in anyway. He was afraid, though. Here we go talking about who's the biggest and baddest. He Who was, was afraid. He was not concerned. He definitely was concerned. He was trying to do what was right. Everyone go back and listen to the last chapter and tell me whether he was concerned or not. That's if all. if Ace Blade wanted this, there's more, th- there's bigger things to do right now. Whatever. Lumberjack's daughter is kidnapped. You're right. Bajwa, a.k.a. Blackjack, is out there, you know, at the risk of being hurt. We can't risk the time. To fight each other in this moment, ish. But you kind of was spying on him and his family, so not not spying. Actually, you're right. Not even kind of. You definitely were spying. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Got very lucky. That's why Jax got so intense. Sorry if your kids were listening, but we ca- trying to keep it real here. And in this chapter, uh, it's a really about to turn up. Hag is. I'm not even gonna say just. You'll, you'll see. Just listen. Um, Hag's been, it seems like she's been setting this up all along. And finally has gotten Ace Blade and Lumberjacks right where she wants them. So let's see um, with these last two episodes. Uh, let's check out the epic conclusion. Chapter 10. National. Sarcastic and drawn-out slow claps splash off the walls of the facility. As Jax looks on to who he now knew to be true friend, Terrell Durham. I have to admit, you surprised me there, Terrell. I didn't think you had it in you. Dr. Green says, smirking. What the hell are you thinking, bro? Jax says through gritted teeth coming close to Terrell. It was the only way to keep you from killing me, man, and take control back from her. Shoot, and the other problem is, she already knew who I was, Terrell says, back looking out of the corner of his eye, at the door that Dr. Green and Blackjack just escaped through. She knew? How? Jax responds. Remember when we had them zombies at the school? I heard her voice in my mind, so I guess she could read minds like Mystic. But even stranger, she addressed me by my name then. Bruh, if she can really read minds, I am so tired of my realities getting reshaped with new info, bruh. First it's demons, sentient dinosaurs, now we got mind readers? Jax responds as he walks past Terrell, 
to stand over one of the guards, who groans as he resumes consciousness. Terrell hears his semi-conscious grumble and quickly slides the purple mask back over his face. Since I have a mind reader on my team, I never address anybody by their real names, not even in a thought. It's always Mystic, Aceblade, Lady Luck, Lumberjacks. So, you can remember to not even think names in your head, but you can't tell your man you spying on him or his family? Or that you Aceblade, and I'm almost killed you twice? Bet yeah, when this is over, you going to therapy fam. You got Bruce Wayne type issues. Jack says shaking his head and only half joking as he bends down and grabs the guard's entire face like he was palming a football. He slams his head back, forcing him back into a dream state. <laughs> you knew that when you came to train with me though. Ace Blade responds and chuckles a bit as the two heroes stand side by side. This is true, but I needed to win that ship, so... Jack chides, allowing his anger to soften a bit more. The two head through a door and enter a long, dark corridor. Both men take a deep breath and sharpen their brows to focus on every detail of the long hall in front of them. Aceblade darts out, heading down the long hall, but as soon as he moves, the walls begin to transform. From the ceiling, a metal beam lowers and turns 180 degrees to reveal an automatic revolving Gatling gun. Aceblade slides and grabs two spade-shaped shuriken from his belt before it can even begin to work. As the first rounds explode from the barrels, Aceblade's spades crash into the automatic weapon and burst it into flames, disabling the weapon. Just then, two blades extend from both walls on the side of Aceblade. He reaches for his sword to block the downward swipe of the heavy blades, but before they can make contact, Lumberjacks hurls his long axe, Timber, like a boomerang just above Aceblade's head, destroying the blades and impelling Timber into the ground like a javelin. Aceblade looks back and nods as Jax charges down the hall. More automatic weapons appear from the walls and floors. Aceblade grabs the hilt of Timber and leaps over several obstacles, slashing down on another automatic weapon before it can even lock on. Jax grabs Timber out of the ground and smashes it against the wall where the blades came out, exposing the hard wire at the base of the automatic weapons. Jax grabs the exposed wire and pulls with all of his might, ripping the power supply out of the wall and causing every weapon on the right side of the corridor to short circuit or explode. Aceblade rolls out of the way of the shrapnel coming down the hall and continues to race towards the end. The weapons on the left side of the ground continue to materialize and lock onto both Jax and Ace. Aceblade rips a few more spades from his belt, hurling them down the hall. Boom. Boom. He throws one backwards, blowing out a panel on the right wall, exposing the wiring there too. Jax grabs the wiring without hesitation and yanks the wires again, disabling the rest of the hallway leaving only emergency lights and dimly illuminating the hallway. Aceblade looks back as Jax holsters Timber in his back and smiles through his mask. You an electrician now? I took a couple classes. Down the hall from them, Dr. Green and Blackjack made it into the vault, but Blackjack looks disturbed. Hey lady, I ain't no kidnapper. 
Blackjack grabs the doctor's white coat and turns her around to face her. Aria stands to aid her mentor, but Dr. Green holds out her hand, stopping her in her tracks. Badua. Dr. Green responds, placing her hand on top of Blackjack's clenched fist. Your friend will forgive you. There's no way you could have known that she would be here. I'm not worried about that. Bajwa yanks her hand away from Dr. Green's soft touch and turns to face the door. You're trying to get me killed. I think you're more worried about Stacy than Jackson. Dr. Green smirks as she walks towards a cylindrical container with magnetic locks in the center of the vault. We only have one family in life, Bajua. It would be a shame to lose someone so close to you. You don't know me. You tricked me into staying here, but now I'm out of here. Blackjack tries to activate her powers, but can only drop into the vault's entrance. What the fuck? I'm sorry, Bajua. You'll have to see this through to the end. Dr. Green waves her hand over the console of the large magnetic lock, causing it to open and reveal a small black box suspended in the air inside of a rapidly spinning metal sphere. Ace Blade believes he's here to save you, Badua, but you don't need him, do you? Jackson believes he's here to save you, Amber, but he's actually here for this. Dr. Green looks up at the small black box. Hey, lady, what are you doing to my powers? Let me out of here. Blackjack screams out. No, no more running. Dr. Green breaks her calm and turns towards Blackjack. That docile, dominated, dumbing down for their crown shit is over. Aren't you tired of backseat driving? Something in Blackjack stirs and her eyes crease as her back straightens, like a soldier called to attention at the sound of Dr. Green's trumpeting voice. This country has taken its last ounce of black blood for free and for granted. It's ripped its last family apart with its war on drugs that only brings war on us. They bullshit, lying saying they wanna stop crack, hmm. But won't arrest and charge the fuckers with the cocaine you need to make the crack. The fuck out of here. Like the ghettos they built and patrol us in have the money to pay for it. Dr. Green's fish clenches as she continues her passionate plea. If that black man is willing to fight for you, the least you could do is fight back. There are boys and girls in this country who wish they could have someone like you to look up to, who wish they could have their family rebuilt, to have foundations restored. They want nothing more than to have someone to trust and believe in. Someone to be proud of the kings and queens they can become. Someone worthy of the blood they've given. Dr. Green turns back to Amber and connects to her tear-filled eyes. Isn't that right, baby girl? Amber sniffles in air through her nostrils as her lips quiver. I was able to build all of this with just a small amount of your blood. Imagine how many of your brothers and sisters I could train to take their rightful place in this world with a little more. You are the key. Let's unlock the cells they've planned to cage us in for everybody. Let's rebuild the nation as it should be, as they wrote on paper it is. Amber's eyes dart back and forth as she begins to hear explosions outside the vault door. How, how much do we need? Amber asks, 
emboldened, but scared at the same time. Dr. Green grins snidely before turning to face Amber as the explosions continue to draw closer to the door. I'm not sure how much yet, baby, but I promise I'll only take what's needed, nothing more. Dr. Green says as she starts to lead Amber towards the vault. Blackjack holds out her hand to stop Amber. Listen, I know you don't trust me, kid, but please, I care about your stepmom. She's like a sister to me. Don't do this without their... Blackjack is stopped mid-sentence. You had the chance to help set this right. I literally brought you here for that. You're not ready for the moment. That's okay. Amber and this new generation are. The true and righteous nation is upon us. I'm not letting you or anyone else stop that. Dr. Green says that she gently leads Amber into the vault, motioning with her hand behind her. Blackjack startled, flies backward, quickly about to crash into the metal door. Right before she hits it, it slides open as Jackson Aceblade watch Amber and Dr. Green disappear behind the glass of the vault door. <laughs>